Why can't I just be normal? <laughs> it seems so like no one else goes What's through the same thing that I do. I can't tell the kids all alone. I could just run off in the woods. Maybe it's that also gets all fine. I won't have to worry about school anymore. I won't have to worry about relationships that fall apart. I just become a hermit. Live off the road. I'm subject to more fire stories. Beats being stuck like this. Anxiety sucks, doesn't it? And so does life. I came to college excited, a little scared, broken, and extremely delusional. I tried to live like nothing had changed, like nothing was wrong, but that didn't really last. Do you ever feel like you're drowning? when you're not underwater? Like there's a giant sitting on your chest or there are bees flying in your stomach? College, well, let's just say I got way more than I bargained for. Imagine being in a dark tunnel with random holes and trying to make it to the other side. One second I'm walking through thinking, oh look, I'm finally doing well. I finally got the hang of things. The next second, boom. You're in a deep pit with no way out, except for desperately fighting your way up, scratching and digging your way out. That's been my reality. The funny thing about trauma, anxiety, and the like is that it always seems to come at the most inconvenient times. Chapter 1 Sleep. I could just run off into the woods. Maybe that'll solve everything. I won't have to worry about school anymore. I won't have to worry about relationships that fall apart. I could just become a hermit, live off the land, become the subject of campfire stories. Beats being stuck like this every night. What time is it anyway? Already almost 3.30 and I have an 8 a.m. Why can't I just fall asleep? It's the same thing over and over and over again. I get ready for bed, watch something on my phone, try to fall asleep, fail to, lay here for an hour wondering why I'm still awake, spend the next two thinking of everything going wrong in my life, get up, pace around, lie back down, Wonder why I can't fall asleep. Then, pass out half an hour later from exhaustion, just to wake up less than four hours later for class. <sighs> that I don't even care about. I thought college was supposed to be the time of my life. Granted, I also thought that was what high school was supposed to be. And yet, here we are, wondering if I'm even cut out for the life I'm trying to live. I wish I didn't have to do this. I wish I just could live the life I want to instead of being stuck here. And for what? A life I was told would be promised to me if I saw this through. But that's not how the world works anymore. I'm going to suffer through these years just to be thrown out into a world that's been set up for the failure of my generation. 
Maybe if I'd gone somewhere else, I would have not felt this way. Maybe if I was somewhere where I actually felt accepted, where I don't have to hide how I feel just because it's not the norm. Maybe I wouldn't be so sad all the time. Maybe I'd actually be able to see the bright side of things if only there existed a light to shine upon me. But instead, I'm here in the dead of night all by myself. I could just run away. It'll be easy. I have class in four hours, though. I should try to get some sleep. Why? Why can't I just be normal? It seems like no one else goes through the same things that I do. All alone. I just wish I didn't feel all alone. But I guess it's fine. I'll just continue on like everything is all fine. Chapter 2. Stress. Going to school and choosing to continue your education is a decision with a calculated risk. We sign up to be judged, tested, be given lots of extra work. The majority of our finances and time go into this thing, and at the end, we get a piece of paper listing all of our accomplishments and gaining knowledge and hopefully an assurance of a successful career. We take those odds knowing it'll be stressful and difficult, but that we can do it anyway. Stressors always leak into other parts of your life. No matter what causes the stress, it affects other aspects and eventually becomes more visible. Struggling with mental health is like putting a weight on every part of your body, limbs, bones, muscles, and organs. And you try to do everything normally, as if they are not there. The amount of weight can vary, but no matter how light it is, after a while you feel the effects. It's harder to focus because the weight on your brain refuses to budge. Then your eyes get tired as well, making concentration a struggle. Under enough weight and pressure, your body can have physical reactions. All this making already difficult tasks seem impossible. I'm so tired. Why am I even here? Do I even need school? It all seems so useless. Why are there so many expectations of greatness? The idea is to go to college, get good grades, graduate in four years, and enter the real world. But I don't know if I even want to do that anymore. Chapter 3. School, Yes or No? I think a lot about my past and how it got me where I am now. I dealt with trauma that set my life goals back pretty far and led me to feeling depressed with lots of anxiety. I never been one of those to do well in school, but when it was time for college, I became excited and my mental health started to improve. The thing is, once 
I began doing schoolwork. I started slacking off and stopped paying attention as the school year went on. I started struggling again with my mental health, while my depression and anxiety started to hit hard again. When I walked into class, I knew right away school wasn't for me. But I tried and tried until I finally gave up. Everyone was disappointed in me since expectations were held high for me to succeed. There's times where I wish I could just have the brain of a genius so I could feel good about myself rather than weeping as a failure. I feel so stupid. Like, why is this essay so difficult? I, I'm so far behind. It feels like I hit a wall. I've never felt like this before. Can it be that I'm no longer good at school? This used to be so easy. What happened? Why am I so stupid? Chapter 4. Not so easy anymore. My relationship with school has always been interesting. Growing up, I was an overachiever, always going above and beyond with projects or assignments, even if there was no added reward for me. Throughout my whole life, I sought out academic validation as if it were the only thing that mattered. School never came hard to me. It was always easy. Math, science, history, English. None of those subjects ever came hard to me. And I wouldn't accept anything less than perfect for myself. This academic validation I craved is one of the reasons I chose to pursue mechanical engineering. I wanted to challenge myself. I wanted to be able to prove myself that I could tackle any hard subject. When I went to college, a lot changed. The instant I graduated high school, I began developing academic anxiety. My first semester started out strong. I stayed on track with my work and I was making time for studying. I think my environment was one of the reasons for my downfall. I was often one of the few girls in my classes. In fact, in my first engineering class, I was the only girl. Most males in my class, including the professors, would often talk down on me or talk to me as if I didn't know what I was talking about. And the girls in my class were often too competitive and would try to bring other girls down. I quickly fell out of place and inferior in any classroom setting I was put in. It wasn't until my sophomore year that I started losing interest in most subjects and dreading going to class every day and would completely blank on tests and just panic no matter what subject was tested on. School wasn't easy for me anymore. And I didn't know how to deal with that reality. I still don't know how to deal with that reality. Throughout the past couple years, I felt like I lost my identity. That was completely rooted in academics. I think 
I really have started to find peace in knowing that I have other passions and goals, like my ability to lead and teach people. I've been given many opportunities over the past two years that have allowed me to realize these passions of mine and come to terms with the idea that my identity is not found in my grades. Much of my anxiety surrounding the future and the thought of not having a good enough job that will support myself in the future and family or I won't have enough money to live the life I want to. But my grades won't matter to me or any employer five years from now. So why am I stressed about it? This realization has helped me come a long way with coming to terms that my intelligence does not define me. And I won't be naturally smart as I used to be, and that's okay. I'm not okay. I'm not. Deep breath. Smile. No one needs to know. You don't want to be a burden, right? You're never okay, so you should be used to it by now. Just suck it up. Just be okay already. Deep breath. Okay, it's time to go to class. Just make sure to smile. Chapter five. The Rock. I had a rock in college. Where would go when I needed to be alone? To get some space and breathe. Usually it turned into me playing the ukulele, or praying, or singing, or crying. Almost always crying. I learned to keep my emotions bottled up until there wasn't any space in me left. And that's when I would go to my rock and let it all out. It took me a long time to claim anxiety as part of my life. I thought that title was reserved for someone officially diagnosed. I didn't want to intrude into a space where some people had it so much worse than I did. Yes, I got stressed all the time, but I never felt like I could call it anxiety or even feeling anxious. When I finally chose to use the word anxiety to describe my experience, it became more bearable. I felt a lot of relief. I felt seen by my friends. You know, a measure of friendship for me is when someone understands that I'm not always doing great all the time. It seems like something that should be obvious, but as a person who is commonly seen as having it all together and always encouraging others, as well as being a hardcore internal processor, I often feel the need to directly tell someone if today is not a good day. 
Otherwise, they might not see. But those who know me well, I don't have to tell them anymore, and I love them for that. Anxiety is part of my life. It doesn't get to control me, but I still accept and acknowledge its presence. Like, hey, look who decided to show up today. Since you insist on being here, you can sit quietly in the corner while I go about my day. Thank you very much. At least, that's the goal. Sometimes, all I can do is just exist. And making that choice to exist is always enough. Existing on a rock is even better. What's happening right now? Make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. I can't breathe. Someone help me, someone please help me. Can't they see I'm dying? I can't think. I feel like I'm gonna pass out. I'm scared. What's going on? Am I dying? I'm dying. God, please help me. Chapter 6. Am I dying? It's a normal day. I just finished class. It's been a good day. I'm so blessed with amazing friends. I grab dinner, I drive to the beach, I admire the pretty sunset, the sounds of the world around me. Suddenly, I shut down. I just shut down. Why? Why do I shut down? Life is going so well. What's wrong with me? Why did God make me this way? Why does it feel like my body is collapsing, my head is spinning, my heart is racing. Am I dying? No, I'm not dying. Maybe I'm having a heart attack. I'm overthinking it. I'm fine. Why am I freaking out? Please, someone help me. This is what anxiety feels like. Anxiety eats away at me. It controls me physically, emotionally, mentally. It manifests through tics, nausea, panic attacks. Sometimes it leads to depressive episodes. It determines whether I can socialize or not. It determines practically everything. Anxiety is so weird. It's something I can't control yet. It controls me so much. I still recall my first anxiety attack. I had just finished taking a test and suddenly it felt like I couldn't breathe. I texted my friend trying to figure out what to do. And the next thing I knew, I was in his car on the way to his dorm room. I could barely speak, and if I tried to speak, it just came out in a stuttering mess. I was shaking. I couldn't really process what was going on in my surroundings, and I really thought I was dying. It took me a while, but eventually... My friend brought me back to earth. Sometimes it feels like it'll never get better. But then there are days where I have moments of peace. And then I think to myself, maybe it'll be okay today. I feel so out of control. Gosh, I need something I can fix. 
something that I can be completely in control of. If inside I'm a complete mess, then I'll control everything to do with my appearance. I can restrict. If I look like I have my life together, then everything will be okay. I can take control back, maybe lose some weight, look like those models that have perfect bodies. This will be perfect. I can take control of my life back by force. Chapter 7. Food. I never really understood mental health until college. I had experienced anxiety and other mental health issues before, especially in high school, but I was not fully aware of all the feelings and thoughts associated with mental health. The summer before college, I was uncertain of my future. I began restricting my food in an attempt to feel control. Then, in my first quarter of college, I developed an eating disorder. At that time, I didn't know what was happening, but my feelings of anxiety and loneliness manifested in the control of what I ate, or in this case, did not eat. In 10 weeks, I lost 10 pounds. My college roommate moved home after one quarter of school, and I was left completely alone. When I went home for break, I received comments on my weight, mainly congratulating or simply noticing. This fed me at school. I had been making friendships, but these had yet to develop into meaningful relationships where anyone could notice me or what I was doing. I was alone, afraid, unaware of what I was doing to myself. Winter quarter was one of the hardest points in my college career. I went to school in Seattle, Washington as a native Californian. I was utterly unprepared for the cold and darkness. I had heard of seasonal depression, but I thought it was fake. On top of starving myself, I began to be afraid of going out of my dorm room because I was alone. Feelings of sadness and sorrow filled me. The sun was out for maybe a few hours each day and I didn't know how to cope with the constant darkness. Instead of restricting, I began to binge, retaking control of my life in the only way I knew how, by eating. Without a roommate, I no longer felt the pressure to be perfect and restrict my food, so I didn't. Friendships are what saved me from this cycle. By the middle of winter quarter, I had a definite group I regularly spent time with. We ate dinner together every night, and I was always included, which gradually helped me with my struggle with food. It was a new and amazing feeling to be seen and wanted. I had real friends, and without knowing it, they helped me recover and gain confidence. My mental health journey is not over, and I will still struggle. 
with food occasionally. But I am in a much better place. College gave me some great friendships and relationships. Ones that helped feed my heart and soul. Although I struggled the most I have ever had with my mental and physical health, I can also say that I grew the most and became my truest self. Breathe in. And out. In. And out. In and out. Everything will be okay. You are safe, loved. You have people who are there for you. Everything will be okay. You're not stupid. You're not insane. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. <sighs>